0: Welcome to the Strength and Shred podcast by myself, Garthy Boy. And today we're going to have a little chat about fitness trackers, as probably most of you have got one, whether it's on your phone or on, on your wrist on, as a watch, and how they can actually help you uh, and not relying on them to just make things magically happen for you. At, at the end of the day, you've got to do do the work, uh, not, not the watch. Before I do, I hope everyone's okay. It's been eight weeks since um since the old, as we call it, the lockdown. Although Boris Johnson never a- actually called it the lockdown. We, we've just called it the lockdown. But Garthy Boy's been back seeing some PT clients outside, which is good. Albeit it's part-time. Uh, probably probably 30% capacity this week, which is fair enough. Everyone's can't get in yet due to their own personal circumstances. I'm not going to lie, time for me during this last eight weeks. Time for me has is flown by. Got a lot of stuff done around the house. Spent a lot of time with my loved one, which, you know, I'll never substitute that for. Yeah, but with the clients, it was pretty strange at first. Uh, More also not getting hands on some of my clients. I'm very, <laughs> if you want to call it, don't sound t- too worried, but kind of touchy feely. More so at the end of sessions. As a sports therapist, I like to do some manual soft tissue release techniques. Um, whether it's the lower backs a bit tight, whether the glutes are tight, the hip flexes, flexors, um, the kind of pressure points as well. But for now, the cricket ball and the foam roller, whether they like it or not, is the next best thing for them. Uh, so they've been using those instead. And for the, all the clients that I saw this week, they all had something in common and it was something they all generally said. They all had a similar kind of consensus. They all said that the they're basically not going to go back to their old ways of doing things in their day-to-day lives and I'm sure you've probably audited, audited the way that you've been living your life and thought, you know what, I don't need to go at 110% all the time like I was before, it's, it's too stressful. And these last eight weeks, people have, as I say, audited their own lifestyles and have seen that they've been running around, stressed out a lot of the time. And I'm guilty of this as well. And sometimes we're blinded by it. I'm just so busy. But many, many people I spoke to are actually happy having a small pay cut in order to reduce some levels of stress and have more time, not just for themselves, but for their family as well. And I all think, and I think for us all, that this is definitely something to think about going forward. So back on the topic at hand is fitness trackers. We'll start with this. If you can measure it, you can manage it. So if you can measure something, you can definitely manage it. You can certainly nurture it. It's depending on these fitness trackers. It depends on what you actually do with the data that's presented in front of you. Not only what you do with it, do you actually understand any of it? I think a lot of us buy these gadgets because one, it's cool. And two, You might be into endurance sports and like, well, he's got one, she's got one. I'm going to get one too. What am I missing out on? And hopefully we can shed some light uh, and how it can help you as an individual. So, yeah, with these fitness trackers, many people are wearing some device, whether it's a phone or more commonly wearing a fitness tracker watch. And let's face it, this has been going on for a number of years and it's nothing new to any of us. You might be tracking the calories that you burned, you might be tracking your heart rate if you're into endurance, or if just for health benefits, you might be tracking your step count. And those three things—calories burned, heart rate monitor, and step counting—are the most common things fitness trackers can measure. Bear that in mind if you haven't got one and you're going to go out and buy one. I had a quick little search the other day on how much these things are these days, and they can cost anything between twenty quid and. The other day I found one that you can one can set you back about £1,400, so 1400 quid. a bit of a price difference there. So naturally I had to take a little look into what this £1,400 watch can do for you. I'm not going to go into detail, but trust me, you're not going to do half the things or use half the things that this thing can do. It's almost too complex for James Bond. Most of the things you can do on it, you'll have other devices in your household. That already do that job role. For example, play music through Bluetooth. I don't know about you, but I don't feel comfortable with having everything on one device. Because if I lose that one thing, let's face it, these these watches aren't big. You're screwed. And I have been in that situation, and some people listening to this will laugh because they know about it, where I've actually I've lost my Garmin watch before. And long cut long story short. It went missing for a week and somebody handed it back into the swimming pool. But yeah, I was devastated. Um, (laughs) I thought, you know, I lost this watch for good. And I'd hate to have thought or I'd hate to think that everything was on it. And it wasn't. I only had those three things we mentioned before. Calories, heart rate, step count. There's a few other things on mine. But it it didn't have my life on it, which was a good thing. And like with everything else in life with these fitness trackers, they are not bulletproof. They're not bulletproof when it comes to accuracy and many other things. This is something I've experienced as well while using fitness trackers. They're not completely accurate. But don't let it upset you or certainly do not let it frustrate you. Now, for the heart rate, you've probably seen a little flashing green beam thing that tracks your heart rate. And this thing isn't bad when you are at rest, when you sat down, not doing a great deal. But when you start to run, cycle, and essentially create a little bit more movements as opposed to being sat still, that's when I find it can be a little bit hit and miss in regards to accuracy if you just have the watch on its own. And I've, I've found other users and other kind of mates that have found this is a bit of a problem as well. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's too high, your heart rate, sometimes it's far too low. And that can have kind of correlated effects on other things as well. So to combat this, what I do, because I've I've got a a Garmin watch, it's not certainly not the highest kind of the best kind of one that you can get, and it's certainly not the shittest. It's kind of mid-range, and I use the Garmin chest strap at the same time that I can connect to my watch if I want some decent accuracy in my heart rate data. I do find it's pinpoint that way. So I've got on my watch, and then I've got the chest strap obviously around my chest, and they link up and they pair with each other. And off I go and it's pretty accurate. And for whatever reason, I leave the house without that chest strap. I don't even bother looking at my heart rate because I know it, will, it won't be accurate. It'll be all over the place. And if your heart rate is all over the place, that will correlate with calories burned as well. Because obviously if you're going out for steady state exercise, for, for, whatever, for whatever reason, your heart rate might be super low or it might be super high. And obviously if your heart rate is super high, it's your watchers are going to be thinking, shit, this person is is burning a hell of a lot more calories in an actual factory, you not. So ultimately what it leaves me with then is distance covered. If I'm not going to use my heart rate, it tells me the distance covered and the average time frame to cover a certain distance. That is to say, it will tell me how many minutes it takes me to do a kilometre or how many minutes it takes me to do a mile. So essentially it's going off something we we'll call pace. So yeah, I don't always look at the heart rate if I certainly don't have my chest strap with me. But the fact that you have something that can help you improve your health is, in my opinion, a good start if you're, if you're wanting to go that way with, with things. Hitting 10,000 steps, as we know, is a day-to-day minimum, but for, for most kind of fitness professionals it's a minimum step count that we have to strive towards, as it encourages us to move and that can come with a range of benefits to the human body, whether it's physical or psychological. Let's not forget the psychological benefits of fucking moving your backside. I have the Garmin. I had to look because I really didn't have a clue. The Garmin watch I have is 735XT. I mean, I don't know who comes up with these numbers and letters, but yeah, the Garmin 735XT. I bought this a couple of years ago, back in 2018, I think. And now it's pretty much considered as yesterday's newspaper. These things move on so quickly. And now you'll find it pretty cheap. Uh, it's pretty much half price to when I kind of bought it. I waited a year. Uh, before i bought it i think it came out in 2017 correct me if i'm wrong don't know don't really care but before that i had something called a fitbit surge and many people listen to this may have a fitbit because it's pretty popular and it might be their trusted place to go and at first the first thing i noticed with this fitness uh, fitness this fitbit surge thing is that i noticed it was hitting or i was hitting 10,000 steps really super early in 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 my work days and it turned out that when I was demonstrating arm circles when I was working during the warm up with some clients, it was counting those as bloody steps. As a consequence, that told my watch that I was burning more calories for the day. And it was huge. And it was obviously it was incorrect what the kind of the calorie burners it was telling me that I had. And this watch at the time wasn't cheap. So I don't know how, who, who or what kind of signed this off. And even with step counter, we, we must allow a bit of leeway when it comes to accuracy with these fitness trackers. I mean, surely, even with the most accurate fitness trackers, for me, give 10%, 15% leeway isn't a bad way to go, in my opinion. So if you've, so if you've hit like 12,000 or 14,000 steps, consider the job done. Tracking your resting heart rate actually can be done without a fitness tracker. So, and Please note, resting heart rate, not overall heart rate very difficult to take your heart rate when you're moving around running cycling or whatever it is that you're doing so yeah it's easy to take at rest and this is actually a good indicator indicator of like aerobic fitness levels that you might have and if you want to take your resting heart rate you might want to do this first thing in the morning before you get out of bed if you remember find your pulse the one i go for is kind of under the side of the jawline and you want to set a stopwatch you can easily use your phone and basically I have your stopwatch running for a minute. And as soon as you press that go button, start counting the beats you can feel underneath that jawline. And Make sure you've not just climbed a set of stairs beforehand or had a double shot of espresso, as That will raise your heart rate, giving you some duff results. So you want to take it as you've just kind of woken up and your heart rate's going to be super low. You've just kind of come out of a mini coma and it'll give you your resting heart rate there. And I know some athletes take the resting heart rate on a regular basis, like... Uh, we've just mentioned kind of first thing in the morning and they use it as an indicator for exercise stress levels something we call our heart rate reserve so the higher the resting heart rate the harder their body is fighting to recover from strenuous exercise and once the body has recovered if you allow it if you've actually implemented some rest days the heart rate will go down as a result My point is these fitness trackers cannot be pinpointed with accuracy regardless of what you spend on them, whether it's 20 quid or 1,400 quid. And At the same time, I wouldn't let it stress you out like we said before. You certainly don't need to spend an absolute bomb on them. But if they help you to make more accountable decisions, fair enough. If it helps you to make more step counts throughout the day, fair enough. Use it. You can even get an app on your phone like we said before. Problem is, you might not want to leave or you might want to leave your phone at home on some occasions for a bit of peace and quiet. I get that. I think it's a good way to go sometimes just being gadget free. In that case, I'd probably get a cheap fitness tracker like the 20 quid one we mentioned before. If, like me, you want to measure your heart rate to be a little bit more detailed, find a tracker that you can pair up with a chest strap. chest strap costs a bit of money. I think mine was about 70 quid. That's because it can go in water as well. You can get them a lot cheaper than that. And you can get some really good accuracy levels and data from that. But if you really don't care about step counting, failing that again, just go walking for about an hour, hour 10, maybe hour 15. You'll be pretty close or over that 10,000 step count. So you don't really need a gadget to get that step count in. Because don't forget, if you're into running, etc., the fitter you get, your heart rate over time will change your heart rate training zones will change the results. So obviously the fitter you get, the heart rate will go down lower. But obviously as you age as well, your heart rates will be going down lower as well. That's for heart rate zones. So those are something definitely, yet yeah, you need to amend uh, as you progress forward. And for many years, I actually didn't have a fitness tracker. I'm always late in the game, almost kind of deliberately with these modern day technologies. I didn't get a fitness tracker for, for quite some time. Even when I was competing in triathlons, there was... A time i didn't even bother with them everyone but myself in transition had one all beeping away getting the chest straps on stuff like that but let me tell you they don't automatically make you fitter they don't make you faster and they certainly don't make you lose weight just because you bought one they may assist you in achieving that but ultimately the book stops with you it stops with us you make the decisions not the watch. The watch can help you make decisions, but you make the decisions as a whole. Sometimes the fitness tracker, I feel, and I've heard it with people, it becomes a, a victim of blame for some people. Oh, it didn't, doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. Da, 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 da. At the end of the day, the watch never makes you eat a full bag of Doritos right before bed. And back in the triathlon days, I was still finishing the top 10% of races without a fitness tracker. And I simply went off something we call feel. And you can use an effort level scale for this feel thing. So, us trainers, we call it RPE, which stands for Rating of Perceived Exertion. So, how hard someone or how difficult something feels when you when you're doing a certain activity, 10 being robust, and zero just being like, yeah, you sat on your backside. And for these certain races, I did with sprint triathlon. If I didn't feel like I was racing at about a seven out of 10, then that is the recommended kind of effort level for sprint triathlons. If you speak to some of the top coaches. If I wasn't at seven out of ten, or didn't feel like I was seven out of ten, I would either speed up to make it feel like seven, or slow down to make it feel like seven. Simple. And all the fitness trackers does in that in that certain circumstances confirm my effort level. So you look at your heart rate and go, yeah, that's that's where I should be during the bike ride or during the run. So you don't essentially need one during kind of racing events. You can actually train your yourself to. You can always guesstimate where your heart rate can be within 10, 15 beats. No problem at all if you allow it without having one. Most recently, some fitness trackers also state they can measure your quality of sleep. Tell you when you're in rapid eye movement, so that REM. I'm not too sure on this, and I've not looked deeply into this. But when you sleep, the watch can pick up a couple of things. It can still pick up your resting heart rate. We know that. And it can certainly pick up some movements as well. So two things. I've not checked, like I say, but I'm pretty sure your watch cannot track your brain activity while you sleep because that's through MRI imaging and stuff like that. That's when we kind of find out when people are going through this rapid eye movement. So for me, it's a far-fetched statement. And I can see people believing it as they've just spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds of their own money on it. So they're probably inclined to believe certain claims that these companies have. And as humans... We, we know whether we've had a good night's kip or not. We don't need a watch to tell us that. We can go off feel again for that. And for me, when I sleep, I'm gadget free. The phone is away. The watch is removed. And I'm essentially aiming for a peaceful night's sleep so I can be fresh as I can the following day. I don't need a watch on my wrist to tell me, oh, you've slept well last night. But all of a sudden, you've, you, know, you know you've not and you, you wake up feeling like shit. So I'm going to leave you with some tips, just three, three tips before i go. Number one, don't get too obsessed with the detail and what your fitness tracker can do. There are always going to be discrepancies that are out of your control. Something similar going away from fitness trackers where there is a bit of leeway. It's almost like a bit, a bit like calorie counting on food items. The government allows supermarkets to have a 20% leeway in being accurate with the calories that supermarkets put on their products. So it could be 20% above or 20% below. They didn't know that. Number two on the fitness tracker. If you go for about an hour's walk, like we said before, you will be near or over to that 10,000 step count if step counting is your thing. Number three, don't blame the fitness tracker. This is probably the most important one. Don't blame the fitness tracker for your poor decision making. It's just a bit of plastic on your wrist at the end of the day if you guys want any if you guys have any questions on anything i've discussed today please feel free to contact me whether it's on the website at www.strengthandshred.co.uk or find me on instagram at garth strength and shred or if you're a friend on facebook again a lot of you have been messaging me messaging me about certain things keep them coming i love helping people which is good okay so until next time we'll chat soon